0: Welcome to another of the Lockdown version of the Cood Street Podcast. Today, this is Gary Wolf, and today I'm spending uh, 10 minutes with James Patrick Kelly, uh, a not prolific enough, but very, uh, very effective, one of my favorite writers. How are you doing, Jim?
1: I'm doing good. I'm uh, happy to, in some ways, to be locked down because it has sort of kept me from being distracted as I normally am, so I'm getting more things done.
0: It's interesting because I've, I talk to people who have one of two opposite reactions. There's yours, which is this is a great opportunity, and other people just can't focus uh, right. because they're too distracted.
1: Yeah, that's how it was at the beginning. And so I was at loose ends. You know, I, I've i been a full-time writer now for forever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm used to this being alone. But the fact that, you know, I'd be looking at CNN and seeing what the latest idiocy coming from Washington was. And, oh, my gosh, and I'm worried about my family. Um, right. About two weeks into it, I started clicking in to the idea that, you know what, nobody was really going to come visit nobody was going to i wasn't going to teach anything i wasn't Uh going to have any other appointments i might as well buckle down and get something done and so a couple weeks ago i just sort of like locked in between writing and going out every day and jogging or doing a little gardening work you know my days are wicked boring but it's it's very uh copacetic for my writing both boring can be good for you yeah yeah Uh, there
0: you go but anyway, uh, we've been uh, going through these little 10-minute discussions, and I've been finding fascinating things out uh, and getting the strangest, most interesting ideas for what people are reading. So first question is, uh, what are you reading now, and uh, is it doing you any good?
1: <laughs> well, it's it's a weird thing. Maybe this is one of those weird things is that, you know, I've been at this so long that it's really hard for me to read from the page. Um oh, really? And because what, what happens is I end up, you know, dissecting and and taking notes. Oh, I should steal this or just arguing with the page. So uh, I almost do all my pleasure reading by listening. So I'm a big uh, Audible head. Uh, back huh. in the day, a long time ago, as a matter of fact, I invested in Audible when it was an actual company. And, uh, and so I'm like grandfathered and I've got a very uh, lovely – Two books a month, um, and sometimes I buy a few more on top of it. So the mm. most recent book I listened to was um, *Gideon the Ninth* by Tamsin Muir. And Oh yeah, it's a book that like people were talking about, and I was thinking, oh, do I? I mean, it's uh, yeah, people were talking about it. Is it really my kind of book? And you know, on the face of it, I would have said no, but because it of uh, because uh, you know, b- because for one thing, I've been trying to read more women. So I thought, OK, I'll read this one. Uh-huh. Um, I was totally wrong. That's it, just my kind of book. It makes me think that I don't actually know what my kind of book is. <laughs> um, I I I just gobbled it down. The read the uh audiobook is fantastic. Um, and then I got to the end and 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 uh, th- I, no spoilers here, but um, I was just amazed at, um, the move that Tempsomir made at the end of that book. Um, and, and it reminded me a little bit of another book that I didn't think I was going to like, that I absolutely loved, which uh-huh. was, um, Zen Cho's Sorcerer to the Crown. Um, and, and, uh, the end of that book also, uh, there's a move that between the first and second books that, that, Makes one think that whoa these these writers these young writers are taking amazing risks with these books um, and they're paying off so I don't know what I'm gonna make of the I guess the next getting the ninth book or the sequel is out and but so I, I I can't I- recommend. Um, Zencho and uh, and then the sequel to that, Sorcerer of the Crown, The True Queen, The True really, Queen. Uh, really good stuff. But, you know, as I'm sitting there listening to this, I think, well, I won't I'm not going to like these books. Oh, my God, it's about magicians. Do I like magician books? And then I have to say, my God, one of my favorite books of all time is Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, And uh, it's a magician book. Um, yeah. And So I guess I'm a sucker for magician books.
0: And uh, Susanna Clark has her second novel coming out in a few months, I think. Is, it a, I, is it a sequel or something it's, different? It's nothing to do. It's I have I actually have started looking at it. It's called Piranesi uh, after the Italian art. I mean, ah, I don't, it has yeah. nothing to do with the Italian artist, I guess, but it is in no way like Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell.
1: Wow. Wow. Uh, you know, um, once upon uh, every so often, I mean, when I really like something, I, I try to send a. Uh, uh, an email or a postcard or something I, I could never find out how to get in touch with her but if she ever listened to this i'm your biggest fan i love that book <laughs> and i will be looking for piranesi even the, even if it isn't about the famous italian architecture guy so yeah, i'm not sure either
0: but i mean i love piranesi's you know uh architectural drawings and things so the ti- I'll, I'll read it for the title and i'll think about piranesi even if he's not in yeah. the book yeah there you go uh, there do you is. have any kinds of comfort reading that uh, that you kind of, not new, not new stuff, but things you just go back to in times of stress that you think are useful?
1: Yeah, for sure. And so this is, this is weird because I'm in the middle of a giant comfort read, uh, which connects up to my current project. So having said that, I don't usually uh, read from print. I have been reading, uh, I've been immersing myself in hard-boiled detective noir because I'm writing um, another novella in the sequence of novellas I've been writing um, um, that are basically, I don't want to say homage, they're they're commentary on Raymond Chandler. So Uh I just, I I, I can really recommend, first of all, Raymond Chandler, um, because the man writes some of the most amazing sentences and paragraphs you've you've ever seen. You know, there's problems there for the modern reader, as there are for so many you know, writers who wrote in a different time but um uh i just i just really love that stuff so uh, i i i have been going through the actual uh, print copy of a book called the black-eyed blonde by benjamin black and benjamin black well so this is a authorized sequel to the philip marlowe's books and so the huh. marlowe estate you know they're they're farming out you know getting other writers to write more Philip Marlowe books. Yeah, Um, um, And it's been a a dicey proposition because, because they originally hired Robert Parker to finish Poodle Springs, Springs, which was, was, I did not like at all. And then they hired him to write a, a a original sequel, which was called a chance to dream, which I hated. Um, But this Benjamin Black, is actually the pseudonym of John Banville who is quite an accomplished oh, Irish yeah, right. um, Irish novelist and he's got it going on i mean really he uh, he fell into Chandler and and drank the Kool-Aid and and also but he's got you know he's got he, he's dodging he's noticing the problems with Chandler some of his some of the misogyny sprinkles that the he puts on the Sunday are yeah. are missing here or at least commented on so um Yeah, Raymond Chandler and and uh, the Benjamin Black uh, sequel, the Black Eyed Blonde, is really. um, Do do you have Do you have a favorite Chandler novel? God, you know, uh, you know, uh, farewell, my lovely. um, You know, I kind of like the some of the off ones, like the Little Sister. you know, mm-hmm. they're all – and I've also – actually, I'm pretty complete. I actually have a lot of the <laughs> – I have a lot of the short stories. Gary, you're going you to understand this. So one of my MOs as a novelist is that I've been cobbling together my short stories like forever in uh-huh. the novels, and this is what Chandler did. I mean, if you look at his short stories, they're pieces of this story and pieces of that story, and all of a sudden – uh you, you're you're deep into you know that one of chandler's classic not certainly the first couple anyway are cobbled together out of some of his short stories so it's a, it's a object lesson for for me anyway as as someone who sort of got to the novel length often as not by putting short stories together
0: well and i think one of the things that reminds us of him he's he's an american classic now he's in the library of america but as I, as far as i know he was selling to black mask magazine and making his living as a pulp writer as well as he could before the novels started really hitting in the 40s
1: yeah and and you know he was he's of a different age and you i sort of uh, miss that age. I mean, I started writing, maybe I could have made a living as a short story writer if I had been really prolific when I started. Mm-hmm. But back when he was writing, you know, uh um, you could actually make a, some kind of living as a as a short story writer and then of course then transitioning as he did to to writing novels not many people are making a living writing novels or, or short
0: stories these days well no and that may be more problematical in the next few next couple yeah, of no, years. Fooling. You... no fooling no well, fooling speaking, yeah. speaking of making a living do you have anything uh that that you want us to watch out for that's coming along down the track
1: well uh this this very astute uh reviewer happened to mention a uh a, a novella that i uh published recently in, uh he i think he was writing for some chicago rat I remember <laughs> um but yeah so i i uh i i had a story a, a novella come out in um in at the end of january called the uh, king of the dogs queen of the cats and uh it, it's a it's a, set in the same universe as my novel- uh my novella burn which won the The nebula back in the day Uh and and so one of the things I've been doing uh is uh, with permission of of my publisher is that I actually um arranged to have a a wonderful narrator do the audiobook Stefan Rudnicki um and so I've been giving the audiobook away uh and so if anyone's interested in listening to this book um you should either send me an email or go to my Facebook page. I, I, last, uh, last week, I gave away 80 copies on my Facebook page. so That would make a great
0: audio book. I'll, I'll, I'll do that myself. But you haven't mentioned the title yet. It's King of the... Well,
1: King of the Dogs, Queen of the Cats. Right. Uh, from Subterranean Press. You can buy the uh, print and digital there. And the audio mm-hmm. is a James Patrick Kelly production. Well, it's a, it's a, uh, a Stefan or Nicky production, actually.
0: Oh, so you're really into audio. And wasn't wasn't the promise of space originally just an audiobook?
1: The the promise of space. Uh, n- you're thinking of um, Mother Go. Was oh, I mean, Mother Go. Absolutely. Yeah, there was a yeah. My my most recent novel, Mother Go, uh, was an Audible original. Mm-hmm. And that's still available, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, not for free, but still a, a wonderful listen. The uh, the uh, I had a great narrator. I, you know, one of the things, one of the things about audio is, you know, the we scribblers can do our very best, but a narrator can kill an audio book. Uh, my mother Go, uh, was up for the Audi Award, which is sort of like the nebs of, of audiobooks and mm-hmm. didn't win, but I was very, very pleased with my narration. Um, and, you know, I, I, since I also, um, have uh, I have a bunch of books that I narrated up on Audible that Audible actually commissioned me to read. Um, really? So I'm I'm kind of a connoisseur of of, of narrators, and uh, I certainly know what my limitations are, and when I hear a great narrator, you know, I'm all over it. You're following a great tradition because you I'm
0: sure you know this, that toward the end of his life, Roger Zelazny was recording audio books, not of his own, but uh, I think but he recorded other- a bunch of Robert Block stories. Well, it's great to hear that, so'll uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll probably be sending some traffic to your website but our That'd ten minutes we've, we've used up our ten minutes so um, again, I want to thank James Patrick Keller for joining us um, stay safe and um, this has been a Cood street podcast. Have a good one and a good one thanks um uh,